Hello guys and welcome to Ginger Bet's Be Good Golf Podcast, episode 8. And this week we're going to be reviewing the Rocket Mortgage Classic on the PGA Tour. An event that's going to be held for the first time in Detroit in the state of Michigan. And this will be the first time the golf, uh, the Detroit Golf Club has held any PGA Tour event. So what does that mean? It means that we have no course history to review. We can't look at any of the correlation stats that would help us identify what skill sets are required this week. So there will be some guesswork involved. However, we have lots of other data entry points that we can tap into, which should help and will help us narrow the field down and bring you some real good value selections at the end of this podcast and during it in the market review section. Um, It's a par 72 made up of four par fives, um, circa 7,300 yards, so an average PGA Tour length course. Designed by Donald Ross, and that's one of the key things here. We can look at some of the other courses that Donald Ross has had an influence over. Uh, We can look at the stats and the player types that have performed at those. So what are those courses if you wish to go and do some research yourself? We have Pinehurst number two. We have East Lake Golf Club, which hosts the Tour Championship at the end of each season. We have Sedgefield Country Club, which holds the Wyndham Championship, which Brant Snedeker is a two-time winner of. Uh, And we have Oak Hill, which I think Jason Duffner was the 2013 PGA Tour Championship victor. Um, So we can have a look at those courses and we can see if there are any correlating stats or information that might help us pick this week's winner. The field is very weak this week. DJ heads it up. Um, and I feel that it's going to be a case of taking a player at the top of the market or firing a few bullets later down uh, the, the betting market. But we'll come on to that in the rest of this episode. So without holding you up any longer, we're going to get into this podcast where I'm going to review the market in sections like 25 to 1 and under, 25 to 50 to 1, 50 to 100 to 1 and some Hail Marys at 100 to 1 plus. I'm also going to be giving you some of my thoughts on the DraftKings market, what I think will happen with ownership in that. And I'm going to cover that off uh, throughout the podcast when uh, discussing the various bands of betting categories that we have this week so let's uh, let's get into this uh, this week's podcast first off we're going to look at the top of the market and the 25 to 1 and under bracket so this week we only have six players coming in at under 25 to 1 depending on which uh, sports books you're looking at here in the uk uh, so they are dustin johnson ricky fowler hideki matsuyama Gary Woodland, Ches Reevy, and then potentially, depending on which sports books, Bubba Watson uh, and Billy Horschel. 
although Bubba Watson has taken a significant drift in the market since the opening shows earlier this week on Monday when I first uh, was making my notes for this. So what do we think of the top of the market from a betting perspective and from a DraftKings perspective? So Dustin Johnson heads the market at six to one, and he's briefly touched thirteen to two in the UK with one sports book. That price will be snapped up. He will go off at six, seven point two, seven point four on the exchanges. Um, I can't see him going off at bigger than seven point eight, so or eight on the exchanges, which would be seven to one. I just don't see that happening. The field is very weak this um, in this event. Uh, looking at his nearest competitors at the top of the market, you've got Dustin Johnson with 20 PGA Tour wins to his name and 96, yes, 96 top 10s. Um, and then you second in the betting at 10 to 1 with some sports books is Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler's had five PGA Tour wins. Like, so as you'll all know, and, and anyone who's listened to previous podcasts, I just feel Ricky Fowler is a great marketing tool. Uh, he looks good. Uh, he speaks well. He's a really nice guy. Golf game is really, really good. But I just don't think it's elite level, and I don't think it warrants a price of 10 to 1. Although this week the field is very weak, and it, uh, and he could um, he could go on and win, and, and I could have egg on my face. But I just feel he's too short week in, week out. And as you know, I'm happy to pass over him. And I will do on this occasion. I would never be recommending anyone to, to bat Ricky Fowler at 10 to 1. You know, the guy's had circa 300 starts on the PGA Tour now. Um, so then third in the betting, we have Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, Hideki opened at 16 to 1 in the UK with two sports books, William Hill and Labrooks. That was quickly snapped up uh, and I could see why. I snapped a bit of it up. Um and he will make my final selections, which I'll recap at the end of this podcast. Uh, I have done a preview that's been sent out on LinkedIn on social media earlier in the week, uh, a 15-page preview of the of the event. So if you haven't seen that, please do take a look. Uh, have a look at Ginger Bets on LinkedIn or search for myself, Jack Kelleher. You'll see me on there. And there's a there's an attachment to the full preview, which covers off many of my thoughts in greater detail and lots of other areas that will be relevant to those people who are looking to take their sports betting more seriously. But coming back to the top of the market, uh, Hideki available at 16 to 1, I feel was a fair price. Um, he's actually four. He was 12 to 1 with eight places with some of the UK, generous UK um, sports books. And again, I wouldn't put people off taking the 12 to 1 with the extra places in their favour. But his stats are really strong. He's he's very consistent. He's by far the best ball striker in this field when he's on song. Um, but he hasn't won for, for a long, long period of time now. And he's putting, uh, does let him seem to let him down uh, t- too much, really. Uh, but... This is a field that's got no depth whatsoever, and like Hideki could really lead them a merry dance if Dustin Johnson doesn't doesn't perform this week. So I'm going to be. I have invested in Hideki already. Uh, I encourage you all to to take him in your DraftKings lineups, definitely over Ricky Fowler or Ches Reevy or Gary Woodland. Um, just some quick notes on Gary Woodland and, and my thoughts are. 
I watched a I watched a an interview with him on Barstool Sports. Who, if you don't follow, you must do. They're amazing for sports content uh, and insights, and just all round fun to to watch on all social media channels. But uh, Barstool Sports uh, had uh, had Gary Woodland on doing an interview last earlier this week. He's been having lots of media duties, as you could imagine, following his win in the US Open at Pebble Beach. He won't have been on the course hitting as many balls as he has been in um, in previous weeks. And although his game is clearly tuned up, I'm happy to pass over him this week. And even though traditionally he's not the type of player that we'd consider for a British Open, um, I've heard lots of things about how much he looks forward to the event, uh, how he's been working on, you know, how he hits a lot of different shots. He's a creative player. He's a great ball striker. So, you know, his game should suit that. Sh- sh- that's a mouthful. Should suit that type of test. But um, so, uh, so I'll I'll be happy to um, to back him in a few weeks' time. I think when he winds his uh, his pre uh, pre event uh, schedule up a bit more and he's, and gets and gets into the rhythm of things again. So for those reasons, I'll be passing over Gary Woodland this week. And Ches Reevy coming off his first win in 11 years, I think, last week. Um, and he did it really well. Like, he, he shot six clear in, in round three, which I thought was a great, uh, great effort. And listeners of the podcast, uh, although I've not put it on any official figures and I didn't make the bet myself, I mentioned quite a lot how I felt that he was the one at the top of the market at the halfway stage that could go on and... Um, and win, and and that proved to be the case. He he was too strong for the field in the end. The Keegan Bradley did get within uh, two shots on the final day after about fourteen holes, but then uh, Ches held his nerve and saw the event out well. I'd imagine that will be a huge weight off his shoulders, and I I can't see him backing uh, it up with another victory this week. But his game is in good order, uh, and I wouldn't put people off uh, having him and adding him to. Uh, DraftKings lineups, but as an outright selection, more than happy to pass over him. So, at the twenty-five to one and under range for me, there are only two choices, and that's Dustin Johnson, Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, Dustin is by far the best player in this field. Whatever stats model you run, um, he will be coming out close to the top this week. Um, you can't get away from it. Uh, he's just a superior athlete at to the rest of this field, and if his game is anywhere like on song. Then he, he, you know, he could blow them away. Twenty PGA Tour wins and only one major tells the story. Unlike some players who don't turn up in the in the big events um, or do turn up in the big events, i.e. Uh, Brooks, but has a uh, less than enviable PGA Tour record uh, in standard events, then. You know, it shows that when when he is, you know, he, the, the term in cricket would be a flat track bully, and um, Dustin Johnson does have that sort of side to him where you could appear, he could appear as a flat track bully. Uh, he's got twenty PGA Tour wins, like I said. So uh, who's to say that he won't make it twenty one this week? But for me, Hideki Matsuyama is the standout selection in this price band. So as we begin to take a look at the twenty five to one and above price band there are a lot more players that come into consideration. And in this bracket, leading up to 50-1, to 1, we have players such as Patrick Reed, Ryan Moore, Billy Horschel, Brant Snedeker, Kevin Kisner, Sung J Im, Sung J Im, uh, Ariam Anser, Charles Howell, Kyle Stanley, Kevin Tway, 
uh, Aaron Wise. And one of my favourites, as you will know if you have listened to any of these podcasts, Joaquin Neiman, who's available at the best price of 50 to 1 this week. So I'm going to start with Joaquin Neiman. 50 to 1 won't last. Uh, It simply will not last. He's definitely going to end up around the 40 to 1, if not 33 to 1 mark when the money starts to arrive and all the stats models are run later in the week. He performed really well from the halfway stage where he sat tied 40th, tied 30th uh, in last week's PGA Tour event. He he lost both of his two ball uh, games on days three and day four and still ended up finishing in fifth place. The reason I know this is I selected him to win his two singles. I couldn't believe that he got beat. He got beat by Vaughn Taylor in day four, who shot five under par, uh, birdieing five of his last seven holes, which was slightly disappointing to lose out on the uh, match bet between the two. However, Joaquin Neiman did manage to get as a place payout at 66 to one last week. So, I won't be deserting him from DraftKings lineup this week. No way. Uh, his game's in good order. He's shown that last week. Going back 12 months ago, he was very, uh, very hot. Um, he's he's a great ball striker. His putting does let him down from time to time. But it is a matter of time, in my opinion, before he gets over the line and goes on to win a PGA Tour event. And this is a weak field this week. I could easily see him. Uh, taking advantage of that situation. Um, another popular player that for, for people this week will be Abraham Anser, although it appears, looking at the betting, he has withdrawn. Um, I was making some notes on Monday, and uh, Tuesday is now that I'm going to be posting this. It looks like he has been withdrawn from the field. Um, Branson Eddick is sure to be popular, like... He's a two-time winner at uh, the uh, the Widen um, Classic, I'm pretty sure, uh, which is a course that uh, correlates well uh, with Donald Ross' designs. He his stats recently have been, have been really good. He he's he's definitely trending in the right direction. But for me, at twenty-eight to one and thirty-three to one. I just don't feel like he's, there's much upside in it. Like he he sits there, and like you statistically, I'm sure he's going to be a bet for most. But for me, I just think he's a too big a player name uh, that gets uh, over talked about in the media. He's you know he he's, he's great with the media, and he's you never heard a bad word said about him. But I think all these things build into his price, and he just gets driven down to 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 what I think is an unbackable price. So for me, at twenty eight to one uh, with some bookmakers this week, I'm happy to to press Sneds over uh, and wait for for a for a shorter sort of par seventy course um, with less par fives that I feel will suit his game better. Charles Howell the third just his early season form was awesome but he's just tailed off of late and and for that reason I'm just not happy to make him an outright selection easy to pass over for me albeit I can definitely see him being part of uh, DraftKings lineups um Kevin Tway was awesome last week but again backing that up uh, for a second week in a row uh, 
I'm not so sure he's got that in his locker. His game is built around power, uh, and this isn't a power test this week. Far from it. Uh, looking at the flyovers that uh, are included in the uh, full preview that I've shared on social media, um, and you'll be able to see them on YouTube, I'm sure, if you just type in the correct uh, Detroit Golf Club flyovers, they'll be there for you to see. I just don't think it suits his game, and um, I think he's too short in the betting solely priced up on last week's um last week's solid performance if he if he didn't have that solid performance last week i'd expect to see him around the 1800 to one mark and at half that price i'm happy to to let him slide this week harder to let slide is sunjay um 50 to one with one company or two companies in the uk and as short as 30 to three to one with many uh, i'm sure the exchanges will have him around the 60 to one mark um and I think that that's a fair a fair price. His game's been a slightly in and out um, recently, but not not so much that uh, that it had put me off. He's now in the top fifty in the world. He's 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 getting more coverage on on telly. We're seeing more of him um, week in week out, which you know it's gonna it's gonna make him more popular in certain areas such as DraftKings, um, but. Yeah, he's gaining strokes in many of the key categories, just having a quick look through his recent performance now as I speak to you. And he won't be making my outright selections. I did consider him early in the week, uh, but having looked closer at the data that I'm interested in, I'm going to let him go this week, albeit I can see him joining many of the, 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 the DraftKings teams. So, you know, this, this price area here is one that, if you haven't chosen DJ or Hideki at the top of the market, which, you know, they'd be my strong suggestions in that price band. If you haven't gone for one of them, then, you know, you can fire a couple of bullets at this um, at this section. Um, and I, w- I wouldn't put people off doing so. I'm not sure if Kyle Stanley will fall into this section or he'll get into the 50 to 1 and above bracket. Uh, but Kyle Stanley's going to be popular with loads. He's ball striking his first class, and he won't he won't be for me this week because I think his putting will be very important. And his putting stats traditionally uh, haven't stood up to the test of time. He it's a part of his game that's let him let him down. Uh, I'd go as far to say he'd have three or four PGA Tour victories if his putting was somewhere near break even uh, at, at certain weeks. But it it often lets him down. One player that does fall in this category that is a big no-no for me is a big warning. Uh, do not bet. Do not bet in any form. DraftKings outright match bets. Cue him going to win. It's Patrick Reed. The last time Patrick Reed had a top 20 was 11 tournaments ago. Now, I love Patrick Reed. I'll, I'll forever love him since he won the Masters. Um, I'd been talking about him winning a golf major for some time. I abs- I love his determination. I love his arrogance. Um, I love his all-round game, really. And his scrambling is incredible. His putting is incredible. But for some reason, he's just he's just not quite there. And he hasn't been there for like the past three months, as the data tells us. So Patrick Reed would be a big uh, void for me this week uh, from drafting lineups and from certainly outright picks, even in this weak field. So now I'm going to move on to the 50 to 1 and some of the Hail Marys, which I'm sure you'll all be interested in. Um, 
in getting. Now, obviously, it's extremely hard to get a winner above 50 to 1 in the golf. Uh, You know, even at 50 to 1, it estimates a 2% probability of that happening. But we're more interested in here is getting a place and a run for our money. The upside is enormous with some of these players. So I'm going to now lead into the 50 to 1 and above bracket. First off in the 50 to 1 and above uh, bracket, a player that definitely does grab my attention. He will be a selection of mine based on um, the field strength um, and some of his early season form. His current form isn't quite at the level that I would want, uh, but you know, there's not much I can do about, about that. Uh, it's you know, it's his previous form that really interests me here, going back to earlier in the season. Uh, with this week field this week, I think that this price is just far too big. The selection will be Kevin Keith Mitchell. Available at 90-1 to 1 with the UK sports books. Uh, I've sent that out on social media um, this this morning. That price won't last. He'll go off around 66-1 to 1 with the sports books across the board, approximately 90-1 to 1 with, uh, uh, with the exchanges. So... Uh, with the extra places that are available, there might be some value for, for players out there. Um, his game, off the tee, he's gained strokes in his last 16 rounds in a row. So his off the tee performance is really good. It's around the green and his approach play that has been inconsistent. And his approach, hey, looking back earlier in the season, he was gaining like two two strokes per round on the field on many occasions. So he did it three rounds in in one tournament. He did it three in another. T- Out of five tournaments, he gained three two strokes or more in each round on three occasions. So you know that's six strokes on the field are just in approaches. Um, it's it's going to make a huge different come different difference come the end of the end of the week if you're gaining two strokes on approach and two strokes uh, off the tee. Uh, against the rest of your peers so although his game's slightly off at the moment uh, he missed the cut at the US Open which was the last time we saw him Um, I'm really happy to add Keith Mitchell to my portfolio this week at 90 to 1 with uh, six places at some of the UK sports books I think that that's a magnificent uh, price and I wouldn't put anyone off adding him into their DraftKings lineups. He's going to be he's going to be highly owned, I would imagine. But he's a birdie machine. He's a ball he's ball striking's up there with the best of them, uh, as we saw earlier in the season when he won the Honda Classic and finished tied six at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, finished in the top ten at the Wells Fargo Championship. You know, back in May, he's just a really really good uh, golfer. And at that price, um, I'm really happy to to add him to my uh, selections. Another player in this category that uh, I'm keen to discuss is uh, Matthew Wolf, who's making his second pro start this week. Now, this is what's so interesting about players which have so little data to review. And it's where it provides uh, people like myself and some of our listeners with the opportunity to gain the upside before it collapses. So I remember uh, 18 months ago, two years ago, Bryson DeChambeau would have been 100 to 1, 120 to 1 on the exchanges, 80 to 1 um, 
with the sports books to win any golf tournament he was entered in. Q5 wins later, he's down to 20 to 1 to the, for the Masters in 2019. He's gone, he's regressed in the last three or four months. Uh, his, get, his game hasn't been anywhere near like it was in 2018. But this is what can happen when players jump onto the scene. If you can get ahead of the, or on, get them on side early, maybe get a payout off them early, you're not chasing them then at shorter prices throughout their careers. Somebody like Ricky Fowler. Uh, so Matthew Wolf, his second pro start this week, 66 to one with one sports book, 150 to one with the other. I know which I think is more accurate. I think it's the 150 to one. Um, but at 150 to one, I'd be happy to consider him as an outright selection. I wouldn't put anyone off him. Um, I've not seen lots of him, but what I have seen, uh, I really like He's not going to lie where he does in the world rankings for much longer. I'm sure in the next 12, 18 months, he'll get his first PGA Tour win. And there'll be plenty of top 10 finishes with his game, um, undoubtedly having class to it. Uh, people talk about him a lot on Sky Sports as as somebody to keep an eye on. And I'm sure he'll be getting plenty more coverage, uh, which will mean that I'm sure he'll get more popular and his price will decrease so take advantage potentially this week at 150 to 1 on him another player in this category uh, that i'll be keen to discuss or and again wouldn't be putting anyone off will be uh will be the will be nick watney now nick watney five or six years ago like he was talked about as you know one of the players that could potentially go and challenge tiger and now he's definitely classed as a journeyman pro. But over the last 12 months, I've seen signs in his game that he's been becoming more consistent. Um, in the, He's had a top 30 last week at the Travelers Championship, top 20, I think, at Memorial uh, going back three weeks. Um, top 30 at the, the Wells Fargo. So all of these... All of these things show to me that his game is there. Um, it is improving. But as with Nick Watney, you just don't know what you're going to get. You know, he often misses, you know, miss, well, he's missed five cuts out of his last eight events. So for DraftKings players, that's something to consider. You know, you need to be getting players with six, you need to get six of six players through the field to win at DraftKings. Uh, but 90 to one and 100 to one with some of the sports books, I, I, I wouldn't be putting anyone off, um, off backing him. Um, so this this section here that there are there are numerous players that we could discuss and I mean one here Martin Laird who showed signs last week of um, of getting back to the you know the standard and level that he was a couple of years back when he was regularly competing on the on the PGA tour last week uh, I think he was where did he finish last week he finished tied tie 20th last week uh, which, you know, solid performance. Um, he gained strokes total in all of his rounds. Oh, no, he didn't. He, gained, he didn't gain strokes in his last day. He actually lost two strokes against the field on his last day. But he gained strokes in, in his first three rounds. His, his approach plays is on song. He's, you know, gaining one and a half, two shots to the field on four of his last eight outings. So, I, I wouldn't be putting anyone off him, but at 66 to 1, he, I don't think he'll be making my final selections. Let me know in the uh, comments boxes of any of these uh, podcasts that you listen to 
who your selections are. I'd be really interested to see what my listeners are are, are on this week and uh, see, if you, see if you can do a better job than myself. So looking at the 100 to 1 section and above the Hail Mary is the player that I'm going to start with and I'm sure he's going to be talked about and tipped up in lots of podcasts this week. He's going to be Siwoo Kim. Siwoo, what a player. Like Donald Ross, uh, his courses, he's got some form. He's won at Sawgrass, the Players' Championship. He's 125 to 1 with Unibet in the UK this week 110 to 1 with another sports book and 100 to 1 with plenty of them I do not think he will remain that price uh, for numerous reasons uh, he's out of form but he, his prior class uh, and the fact that he does win golf tournaments means that he shouldn't be priced up at this level you've got players ahead of him that that just don't that just don't have his skill set um I mean Jason Cockcroft priced up at 50 to 1. Jason Cockcroft and Siwoo Kim. I take Siwoo Kim every single day of the week. Um, Vaughn Taylor, 80 to 1. Kyle Stanley, 66 to 1. Charles Howell, 66 to 1. Brian Harmon, 50 to 1. These are all players that I'd put Siwoo Kim ahead of. And I think if he was in better form, he'd be a 50 to 1 shot this week, potentially even shorter. He is a player that's price fluctuates. Like it goes up and down more than a horse knickers. Trust me, it is ridiculous. He, you know, I've seen him at 150, 200 to one. I've seen him at 28 to one. Um, but 125 to one. When I see him at that price, he's just going to be an automatic fire for me. Nearly like he's going to win three, four, five, six PGA Tour events uh, in the next two or three seasons. And when he's available at 125 to one, I'm happy to dial right in there. So. Um, yeah, my like, I won't be putting anyone off him. However, in the DraftKings market, he's going to be really popular. Um, one because he's a big name, he's he's out of form, so he's priced accordingly. Um, so if you're playing DraftKings, contrary to what I'm saying as an outright selection, he might be an automatic fade for me, just because of who he is. Um, and you know the key to winning big DraftKings contests. For me, you've either got two options. You either over bet the field. So if you're interested in DJ this week and people are building lineups and they're putting him in 50 percent, you know, if you're building lineups and you really do fancy DJ, you've got to have him in 70, 80 percent of your lineups, you know, so that you're covering off more than the field and you're getting more of him on side. Or alternatively, you completely get out of there and fade him. And that's what I'd be doing with Siwoo Kim this week. What a name. I wish I could have that name. Um, player here that's uh, in this price band that I'd definitely be interested in, um, without question. I think he's, uh, he's a far better player than the official world ranking show, and that's Bud Corley. I, I tipped him up oh, in two weeks back, um, which, which wasn't ideal as... As he uh, he underperformed, but I think he's a player on the up. Uh, he's still fairly young, twenty nine years of age. Uh, his game's really good. He's got he's he's not a hundred to one shot for me. I can see I can see him being backed, and he'll definitely be making up a lot of my DraftKings lineups uh, without a shadow of a doubt. 
another player that's definitely going to be popular will be at this price band. I'm just trying the name's gone blank. Russell Henley. Um he'll be really popular. But for I'm happy to I'm happy to leave him. He won't be making he's completely out of form. Um and the fact that he's sure to be popular on the on DraftKings games because of his well, his prior performance at Donald Ross courses, he's the um He's he's going to be and he's popping on a lot of the stats models that uh, that look at uh, longer term performance, thirty forty round performance. So I'm sure he's going to be popular and probably one of the reasons that I'm going to look to fade him on DraftKings. And I'm not interested in in him as an outright pick either. Um, Austin Cook's a, a player that fits into the hundred to one plus price brand. He's available at hundred fifty to one this week with some of the sports books, and uh, I. He's just he's just slightly out of form. Uh, if he could if he could get to the level that he was twelve months ago when he first came onto the scene and got his first PGA Tour win, then you know he he's a player that I'm really looking to be in, you know to get on side at some point in the future. But he's missed five of his last seven cuts. You know, so that's not good form coming into coming into a tournament which is going to require birdies. His game's in a bit of disarray, um, but he's one to keep an eye on because when his game starts trending in the right direction, um, and he it will because of where he sits in a betting market week in week out. So he sits at that hundred to one to. Uh, 250 to 1 price range where he's got a 1 and 0.3% chance of winning the betting tournament uh, winning the tournament it, if he do, unless he goes and wins out of the blue any gradual um, gradual upside in his game shouldn't re- be reflected too much in the betting before, in the betting markets and therefore we should still be able to get prices of around 100 to 1 for him and when he does he's a player that will take advantage he's got a good game um, he's just he's just deserted him um, recently, um, so I think you know that that that's an overview of where of where I sit. Uh, it's Tuesday, the twenty fifth of June, so two days before the tournament kicks off. I potentially will be bringing you some two uh, or some three ball uh, bets. Uh, later this week ahead of the tee-off times and most certainly will be bringing you two balls uh, updates at the halfway stage on Saturday and Sunday. I'll also look to bring you some outright picks at the halfway stage if our players aren't in strong contention. So do sign up to GingerBets and follow on social media to get notifications of these previews that will come out because they will be coming out Saturday morning around 10 a.m. Teeing off will be around 1 p.m. for those, so it doesn't leave much time. So please do set your notifications to receive these alerts on the betting markets and the best betting insights that are available given to you by myself at GingerBets. Um, sign up and share on social media if you've liked the content if you have any recommendations of types of content that you would like to hear about then please do let me know either write to me at media at gingerbets.com so that's media at gingerbets.com or you can find me on social media under the gingerbets uh, hashtag 
alternatively on LinkedIn. So if you do have any recommendations on things that you'd like to hear me cover, then please do not hesitate in letting me know because I want to bring you uh, as many insights as I can to all the information that you're interested in. Uh, I'm definitely going to share some of the angles that uh, have served me successfully over the past three or four years of betting uh, as, as my living. And I hope that um, I hope that we can find some nice early priced, uh, some nice big price winners, should I say, early in our journey on the gingerbets.com website and podcast. Uh, if you are on Apple Podcasts or Anchor, please Spotify, please do leave a review, uh, a thumbs up. They all help. Uh, I'm not buying any subscribers. I'm not buying any. I'm paying any marketers, as you'll see by the the content that comes out at this stage. So I'm doing this myself. Um, you know, I love betting. Uh, it's something that I do as my full time job, and now. I want to share some of the insights that I use in order to go and bet professionally, but also bring you, you know, it's a roundup of how, of, of how sports bettors who take it seriously go about making their selections um, for, for a week and, um, you know, how hard it is and how many considerations that they have to take into to account. And I want to give you a good, solid feel for that over the course of this journey. So thank you for listening today. Um, it's been a pleasure uh, going through this week's exercise. I'm fairly confident after last week's performance that we'll have uh, egg on our face. No, that won't be the case. Last week was great. We had a 66 to 1 in running um, place uh, that was tied. So that was, uh, wasn't was a full payout, unfortunately. And we had a tied place on the outright selections, two of them with Abraham Answer finishing tied eighth and also Jason Day finishing tied eighth. So last week was profitable for all of the followers. Let's hope we can repeat that this week. And I'm going to leave it there and look forward to speaking to you all later in the week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, sign up to the social media channels. I'll be really grateful if you want to see more of this content and hear more of this content for free. Please like, share, subscribe, whatever it is. I'm not... Uh, most familiar with the um, with the social media channels but I'm sure you guys will figure it out and uh, have a great week and enjoy back in the winner hopefully speak to you soon over and out ginger bets